Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tej Talks. On today's show, we have a man who is very experienced in property. He started property in 1994. So there is a lot of knowledge and a lot of market types and movements and changes that Nick has seen. So today, we talk about the changes in the market over the past 25 years, which of his strategies he prefers, HMOs, single lets, service accommodation, investing abroad, investing in the UK, some of the mistakes he's made, how to raise finance when you don't have, you know, a lot of experience like he does, what being nominated in the, in out of five, uh, or being the top five property investors of the year, which is a pretty big award, as a finalist. So we, we talk about a few different topics in this. There's not a huge focus on figures and deals, but it's more like top level learning and, you know, when to quit your job, how to prepare yourself to quit your job and the hard work that goes into property. And something I really liked was Nick said, you know, you got to have fun with it as well, which is really, really important. So if you haven't already, please do leave a review for Ted Talks on the Facebook page or iTunes and please share with your friends. There are no adverts. There is no courses nothing's being sold here nick smith welcome to the tedge talks podcast thank you uh hello so i've I've seen your name in in various different places i've seen your, your face as well i think in in a magazine a few times and i think i saw you at the property investor awards but we didn't get to speak and actually i was like ah i want to speak to you about the podcast but then totally just got busy and forgot and yeah so here we are doing this podcast now nick for people who uh who maybe don't know you or haven't heard of you could you maybe give us like a brief introduction as to what you're doing now and then i'm going to ask you what you were doing before okay so now i run a company called saltbox living um i am a owner investor uh a rental company um uh, uh, for properties, single lets, multi lets, HMO, serviced accommodation. I have some commercial property in the portfolio. Um, I develop um, and I, so I rent, uh, I build and rent I, and I build and sell. Um, so I do multiple different things in that, uh, in that organization and a couple of other uh, companies that I have set up to do those things. Um, and I do that full time. Um, at the moment. Hmm. Okay. And whereabouts are you based? I'm going to guess Yorkshire. Yes, it's that accent, I think. It <laughs> um, yes, I'm a fairly straight-talking uh, Yorkshireman. Um, so based around uh, in between Harrogate and York uh, and Leeds. So in between, if you anybody can picture those three uh, towns, I, I live in between the two and I have an office uh, also located close by. So I can pretty much get on the A1 up and down and get north and south and also jump onto the M62 and get um, east and west as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a good strategic location. Hmm, okay. And before you got into property, what, what were you doing? Going all the way back, I um, 
I did uh, well at relatively well at school, but did not go to university and and became a printer. Uh, so I printed for a, a number of years. Um, so and then I moved into the corporate world in printing. Uh, so I ran the factories for other people for quite some time uh, within the production environment. Um, became quite a specialist in that in that sector when digital technology came into the uh, into the uh, industry. Um, I then moved on to uh, I got I got a bit. I've never been really good at being someone else's. Um, having the boss and being some working for someone else. So I then uh, moved into. Um, buying and owning and and i specialized or looked at turning around um at companies if i if i could um in the printing sector uh and then but there are periods of times i would pop back into the corporate world as as you saw them you often got tied in for a period of time um and uh so i worked in that area in a corporate stroke ownership role um for many for many years, at the same time, I was I was uh, investing in property. So I I started property investing seriously in property in 1994. Um, so I I worked for lots of years buying uh, single lets at the beginning, and uh, uh, but also flipping properties, developing properties at the same time as working in the corporate corporate world. I see. Wow, I was one years old when you started buying property. That's amazing. Was, was you... <laughs> so, oh no, that, that makes me so, so <laughs> wisdom. So wisdom is the word. Um, oh no, well, you, you, yeah. I mean, I could, I could speak for the entire day about you know things and learns and learnings and that uh, I did. I mean, at that time, there was no education. You were doing it, and you were getting stuck in, and you were, you were learning at the cold face and you were you were you were getting your fingers burnt sometimes and but 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 learning all the all the way through um you were so and uh, but i always did that because i uh, the mindset from my, my mindset has always been yes i was working for somebody else when i was in a corporate role but i was working for somebody else and and they were never going that was never going to make me financially free by itself uh, i knew that i could see that so I was always looking after my own own my own house. Effectively, I was always looking after my. I always had my own thing going on because I knew that would be. Uh, I had to do that. I wasn't going to settle into um, the the society. I've never been one for falling into the rules of, that society give out. That you you get a job, you work uh, till you pensional pension age, and then you take your pension. Um, I always had a drive, a serious drive, and, a, and a, almost an obsession to um, discover uh, ways and make sure I was always working in my, on my own things as well as working with, with someone else. Now, I had to put the time in for that because I, I had to also put the effort, time in, and commitment for being to, to, to gain and, and and get you know the promotions and the career. Uh, and, and do well. You can't. You can't play at that. You have to. You have to be serious and you have to be dedicated. So, it, so it meant putting a lot of time and effort in, and working weekends and nights. And uh, uh, but I, but I always had that as a a, dra- a drive. I always wanted to be in a position where, where I could, I could call the shots. I could make the decisions. Um, especially when I mean I wasn't. I never got married until I was 
into my forties and, uh, and I didn't have children. So I was very much a single person driving towards, uh, uh, towards the goals I'd set myself. Hmm. And I think it's really important that like everyone has a side thing or they're, they're looking after their own house because an employer, you know, really is never going to do it like you are. And that's just the way it is. So it's good you had that. And I think a lot more people nowadays are becoming more aware to it, I think. Um, so you went into don't. property. A lot don't do it, do they? A lot of them just, no, yeah. just walk out the walk, walk that path that is nicely prepared and, and, uh, and, um, and sold to them effectively. Um, you do need that element of uh looking at looking outside but but I, I at the same time i wouldn't i wouldn't if someone's in that position where they're working I, I wouldn't um jump into advising them to to pack that in uh and and that's because you hear stories and you you talk to people and they think oh i've, I've, I've packed i want to pack my job in that's what i want to do i've done that and then i'm, I'm going to go into property um because in their mind they think that that's what they've got to do to give them the job people have got to my opinion, this is my humble opinion, is that um, you've got to have the drive built into you and and, uh, and 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 look after your financial situation. And if that means building up a an investment portfolio while you are working, it's a damn sight lot safer than jumping out of an employment situation straight into an investment situation. Um, uh, and because all you then having to do is support yourself through that investment and and uh, and that would that creates an environment where you make the wrong decisions and and not necessarily do it the right way so so uh, you know each everybody's different but when people come to me um for advice or help or or my my uh, my uh, mentoring program I, I i always advise and look at the situation and it's amazing what you can get done in a in a 24 hours if you if you uh, put your mind to it, have some basic systems. Uh, there's many, of, there's plenty of apps nowadays that help people, but really get productive and, and and work in both areas. Yeah. Okay. And you know, in you know, since 1994, when you started investing in property, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in in the market, maybe, and maybe even in how you invest? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, early on. Well, think some of it is the market. Some of it is how I, I worked it. I, early on in the in the in, I bought my first house with a, a couple of grand deposit and a credit card, um, and I literally did zero percent credit card. I I did all the work myself. Um, I put everything on a credit card balance, a zero percent balance, and then I just transferred it and transferred it. I think I think I remember looking back, and I think I'd had about. 30 credit cards that I'd moved a, 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 a large chunk of money onto until I could get to the point where I could then refinance and start paying it down. So, so there's things like that you could do, but, but also I should have bought five times more than I bought, um, 10 times more than I bought because too busy saving the pennies trying to do my own bits of work and do them up myself. In reality, it would have been far better for me to, to uh, to pay someone to do it, but this is this is the part where you 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 learn as you go. But so so early on, you zero percent, you know, credit cards would help. Um, interest rates were high though; they were fourteen, fifteen percent. So they weren't they weren't low. Uh, they weren't at one point. Um, 
Uh, but it was all about singlets and doing it. And then I, I in 2008, obviously the, we know what happened in 2008, 2009, after the Lehman Brothers had uh, folded and the financial crisis, what I stopped buying and keeping. I, I, I moved into a, 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 a phase of just flipping, literally flipping everything and anything. So I, I, so I, re, I reconfigured completely my strategy and I had a, uh, an area that I focused on. I knew every single street, property purchase and sale. Um, and I, uh, I could flip, a, and this is whilst I was working, I could flip five or six in a year. So I set up, I'm very, I'm very, in my approach and, and when I was manufacturing directors of my, in my corporate world, I, I, I was a very systematic person. So I like systems. I like putting systems in place. It allows me to do more things and it allows me to repeat things and it allows me to get better and consistently get better. So I would systemize the whole flip so I could do it whilst I was working. So I had build teams, I had ways of working, I had documents, I had instructions, I had manuals, so I would so I would flip. So I, and I was flipping for cash because I was working. So I was get I was living off my wage. So I was w- working and, and I, I I wanted capital. That's the thing. I needed capital. I knew capital would be the 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 building capital was the was the way to go. Live in a capitalistic society for 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 for, for exactly those reasons, and I knew that's what I needed. So I would, I would um, buy cash, I would uh, develop, and I would flip, sell, and then I would move it into the next one, move it into the next one, move it into the next one, um, and build that that pot. So I did that. Oh, for let's just say, so I did that for about maybe seven or eight years, um, uh, and then I went back into purchasing but i then purchased uh, i made the move uh, during that time from from i got finally i sold uh, a business worked in the corporate world for a couple of years because i was signed up for it but then made the decision at that point to to leave and to do my property thing full time um and therefore then i restructured and and went into more cash flowing uh um, businesses, properties, sorry, cash flow properties, so HMOs, serviced accommodation. In between that time, I, I've also had a balance between what I invest in. I, I, I don't just invest for money. It, it, it's important, I know, but I, I've had lifestyle stuff as well. So I, I have bought ski lodges and still own ski lodges, um, holiday locations, Abroad, um, I have uh, bought an out, I bought an outward bound centre up in the Lake District. I uh, have uh, high end serviced accommodation in Cornwall. So, so some of these, some of these, uh, if you look on paper, you would you would um, you know question, but it also gives me uh, the flexibility. I go up to the Lake District. Regularly, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the, my two little kids to skiing in the ski lodges in April. Um, and so I get to use these places as well. So I've always, I've always had that mentality. Let's invest, but let's balance it between uh, invest from a, from a work, for a wealth creation and a financial benefit. But also, you know what? It's all right to, to do a bit of lifestyle stuff. My lifestyle ones effectively, 
uh, are we paying, they were repayment mortgages, so they pay off, and eventually they'll be owned, and, and I can leave them as a legacy. Mm, I like that. Have some fun with it. Yeah, I think that's something we can quite easily forget. So when it comes to like property deals, what has been your worst deal so far? Oh, I bought some land in Bulgaria in 2002. Uh, it cost me £35,000 and nothing ever got built on it. So that was that by far my worst deal ever. Uh, it was it was that period of time where Bulgaria was uh, was touted. I would, I'd invested quite heavily in the UK and then I got a little bit up myself and thought, oh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's try. And, and it was the first time I looked around and about and I went to a few few um, shows and a few people selling this and that and the other. So, um, yeah, it took me. I, I actually got I, I did actually get it, get oh, about three quarters of it back. But it took me probably about ten years through the courts to get it back. But um, but yeah, so that would probably be my definitely my worst. I did actually that was in Sydney Beach. That was that was a I I bought a ski lodge in in a place called Bansko, and I still have that, and that actually does very well. Um, so once I'd done that, okay, I, I I doubled again, and it didn't work out. So so that would definitely be my worst one. Um, well, they're all they're all they're all. Uh, let's have a think um they're all different they all bring in different returns it's always important to have your own uh, your own um uh level for what your return is so you so you you know what you know a deal to somebody is is very personal to that individual um uh some of the, so some of the, the some of the french ski lodges uh don't make me uh, a huge amount of income um, they pay off the mortgage, and I get a little bit of a, a return. But but they, again, they're the lifestyle stuff, so uh, it depends on how you're judging it. Um, but I haven't got look touch wood. I don't have too many particular bad ones. Um, and then, what would be your your favourite deal then, in terms of if you could give us the figures, the you know what made it such a good deal? Favorite deal? Well, I'm say for favorite deal. One of the a really, a really uh, quite an intricate one, but but uh, exciting one was a relatively recent uh, HMO I purchased. So, uh, and the, and and this is, might be relevant to people who are listening a little bit more. Um, so this was a uh, deceased estate uh, on right move, so not direct to vendor or anything fancy, straight on right move. Um, but the, the place was. Pretty in a pretty poor situation. It'd been, it'd been uh, lived in for for years by the the, the owner who who died, and um, so the family was selling it. So um, I bought that for about one hundred twenty thousand, um, and and I, I I decided to bridge it and utilize and utilize equity in my portfolio. So I I did two things. I I bridged. From the actual purchase property itself, with a with a first charge on the property, but what I then did, I extended that bridge, I increased that bridge by utilizing a second charge on another property, um, and and this is often something that people don't realize they can do. You could do it on equity in your own home if you if you had that risk level and you wanted to do it. But I, so I, so I, I borrowed not only the purchase price, but I also borrowed, borrowed the entire refurbish uh, price. Um, uh, and, and turn this, 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 it was an end terrace house into a uh, seven bed 
uh, HMO, um, from which I um, went uh, went and got a commercial valuation uh, after I'd achieved that. And and then when that came in, so the bridge was I think it was nine month long bridge. Um, the work had been done within about four or five months, and then uh, came out of the came out of the bridge. The commercial valuation was uh, two hundred and seventy five thousand. So it, it 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 allowed me to pay the entire bridge off and and uh, and ended up with a, a fully functioning uh, top. I I do top what well, I will class as top of the range HMOs. I do good quality product out there, um, and I um, I generally do ask for and gain uh, some of the highest rents in the in the areas, whichever areas I'm in. Um, uh, and realistically, I, I I just utilize the system and the banks and the, the money. I, I I used equity that I already had um, generated in in the portfolio, and and I always like that one because that was I I, I could do that one whilst I, I I did that was the same time as another one where I was using my own funds uh, and investor funds. Uh, so I, it allows me to do more, and it allowed me to do more, and I, I did that at the same time as. Uh, another one as well. Um, so I always like that one. That was a good one because it it's it's got some it's quite a strategic buy and 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 one that allowed me to do it without my own money. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've done that kind of dual bridge before, but with two first charges, and yeah, it it basically got got me two properties from the from one unencumbered one. Yeah, it was awesome. So it's definitely yeah. a, a good strategy depending on people's <laughs> risk appetite. So. You do, you know, you do like almost every strategy out there. Which mm. is your favourite one, and why? Ooh, um, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love single lets because single lets is so easy. So I know they're not sexy, and I know a lot of people want all the high yielding ones. But you know, let's not let's not rule out nice, good old single lets. I was at an auction yesterday, and uh, and uh, and picked up a nice cheap single let for forty five thousand. So. You know, it'll rent all day long, and it will put a, uh, it'll drop a, a nice profit into the, into the, uh, the bank account at the end of every month. Um, so, so I, I do like, I have an affection for single lets, lets, and if you're thinking about your, if you're thinking about a wealth structure, you know the assets and the keepers, and they will continue to, to, to do well as long as you buy the right stuff and the right properties in the right areas and you follow the you know some rules that you know you've got to follow some of the rules that that you you learn but your own rules that you learn but 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 in in essence i like them um uh, i i i like service accommodation i specialize in service accommodation that are in high footfall areas so um i i i look at high holiday locations and areas of high yielding uh holiday makers um, so I do like that. Um, uh, I, it, it brings its own. Uh, we manage all our own serviced accommodation, and we manage all our own lettings as well. So I, I have a, a lettings, two lettings company in one. Really, we have some of the staff work, work on the, um, the the service accommodation side, some on the standard lettings, both HMO and um, and service and um, and single lets. Uh, so. We we do that, um, but then I like HMOs as well. That's probably why I do everything. So I like HMOs as well because I I actually like set. I I'll tell you what I like about HMOs. I actually like putting a good product out there. Genuinely do. 
um, I don't do HMOs just to, just to, from a from a distance and doing it just to uh, meet a financial uh, figure. I, they can be very powerful, but I, 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 there is a real need for them. There's a real calling for them. There's a there's a there's a there's a, 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 a section of society that uses them and uses them well. And and it, I think it's our duty to put out a very good, safe, functional um, uh, property that they can use. Um, I, I, I design them, we design our, our own, and we, we, we design them in a way that they are fun to live, live in, functional to live in. Um, and, and I do get a bit of a buzz out of that because I see how people use them and how people, I, I, that's when I put together, I think every, all six, or six bed one, all six people were coming into that area for the first time. Um, and they were, they were, they were wanting to, to move into a HMO primarily because uh, it was, well, two things really. It was cheaper option for them, but also because then they could meet people in that area and get to know, uh, that, that area. And that house runs so well. Uh, and then when there's a new person coming in, I tell them beforehand, they know who it is. They take them out for drinks. They have a little get together and, it's how it should work and it works well so i have affection for them as well to be honest hmm. and how's the management with hmos is it is it is it kind of what maybe people describe it as is it, it's a fair bit of work uh it's it's more than single lets um i, I think i'm a little lucky because I I, I, I I we put a, we put a good product together even if it's in a, a challenged area yeah. We um, we put we, we we think it through. We design them the work well, and we we put you know put enough money into them to make sure that they are a uh, what we want it to be and fit our our values and our standards. Um, I think if you do that and and you give a, a good product to an individual, ask for respect, ask for uh, ask them to be honourable uh, in their dealings. Um, I've, I've been lucky that they've they've they, they often. Um, they often uh, give me that back. Um, they do. I, I obviously we have a fairly rigorous procedure as well. I, I'm not denying that fact that we 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 don't view until we've done a, a full, uh, often a telephone interview and just establish some some basic facts and uh, about the, the possible tenant. So we are fairly rigorous in our in our um, assessments. Of, uh, and we also very much think about who's in that property and, and who else is in that property. So we very much think about the holistic look of a, of a, of a, of a property and make sure that it's, um, it will work and not mixing different types of tenants in properties. So I think if you do all that and do that well, you've got, le- you've got less hassle and more chance of being successful. So we don't, find it too difficult yeah and you know i was just thinking given you know the kind of amount of time you've been in property do does it get does it get easier or do the challenges just get different oh um does it get easier you oh does it get well i'm always my little motto is you know challenge myself experience things and and and, and adventure and make some adventures in life um so, so I always personally push um, on on all fronts. So, um, and I and I, and I always like I'm a creating creative type of person. So, I always like to um, to push forward. I I, I feel I feel um, 
I get I have to be moving all the time in some some direction. Uh, uh, I don't like stationary being stationary in 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 things that I do. So I need to be improving and impre- and getting better. Um, uh, so, but as it comes easier, certainly things like right sourcing property, right move, and apps, and the uh, fintech that goes on now, you know, has made life a huge amount easier and simpler. Um, and all those old heads will look back and think, Christ, you know, spent hours driving around, driving around places, learning places, streets, and finding things out. Whereas now you just click a few buttons and you get it. So, I mean, that's massively changed and and has improved. Um, uh, but as competitions, you see, that's available to everybody. So you're still in that situation where you still got to put the hard work in um, because it's ever easier for everybody. Um, I mean, now I'm actually right now really optimistic uh, about about the the future. I, I actually think it's 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 one of the best times ever to invest in property. You have you have um, uh, uh, a, a huge amount of opportunities. You've got some uh, significant political changes, tax changes that are affecting people um, that are uh, bringing product to the market. So opportunities are all over. You have, um, which you've had before. There has been times where where you know there's plenty of opportunities, but what you have never had is the low interest rates that are available at the moment at the same time. So this is a really a good opportunity. Um, uh, and I don't think it will last for long, but I think, I think there's a, a window that, that, that is there right now. Um, but I think it's, it's a great opportunity right now to be, uh, to be investing. Hmm. And, uh, you mentioned investors earlier using investor finance. Now, it's something you know. I think a lot of people in property do, especially if you want to grow quickly or grow bigger than your your current means. You're very experienced, which means, but you know, potentially investors it comes a lot easier to you. And once they see your portfolio and your experience, they're kind of like, okay, this ticks a lot of boxes. Now, for someone who maybe hasn't got that experience, probably someone listening, how can people raise? finance from investors and are there kind of do's and don'ts that you you stick to yeah yeah so i um i invest a lot of obviously my own capital but i do have investors and do welcome investors um we're looking at quite some large opportunities and um happy to do that with with people um uh and you're right i think track record certainly helps um if you've got no track record then the possible way is to do something with somebody with a track record um so that you can two things you can learn uh off um and at the same time you could um uh uh utilize or uh, uh gain from the 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 elements of it the marketing of it and 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 buy into that effectively that credibility. So I think there's there are ways if people are willing to do that, um, uh, and and it, you know they will get huge amount of benefits from from an education and from a from a from a, a track record perspective. Um, banks banks are fighting amongst themselves at the moment. Banks are still willing to to lend. I think you've got to. Um, 
be careful, but the, the, there's less people borrowing. There are uh, more opportunities, and you know, at the moment, the banks are, are fighting for the business, so that's only a good thing uh, from a from a lending perspective. I think to start off with anybody starting off, then I think it's friends and family um, are always a good starting point. Um, it, it's usually a high cost and high risk because you know the friends and family do want you should be giving them a decent return. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to be losing your, your mum's, mum's savings. So, um, uh, but that's a good place to start. But do it with education, do that by all means, but do it with education because one thing I always say, this, this property investing is fundamentally about risk management. You can make money in this game. But you can seriously lose money in this game as well if you don't know what you're doing or you go alone or you're inexperienced. So so it's so vital to um, get uh, the knowledge, the education or work with somebody who has it. You could get lucky for a while, but you'll only be lucky for so long. Um, and, and when you're starting with other people's money, if you are doing, then um, especially friends and family, then it's even more important. Hmm. Okay. Solid advice there. Um, you know, when it comes to you and your business, how hands-on would you say you are? Would you say that you're quite, you know, you kind of outsource things and you've got a team doing it for you, or are you still out there on viewings, putting offers in and doing everything? I think the important thing there is understanding what you're good at. Everybody is um, uh, different. You, uh, everybody's made up slightly different, you're good at things, some things and you are not so good at others or you like doing some things and you don't like doing others. Usually, those things are the same. Um, so I am a, I mean, I've set up businesses for, for years. So I've always been looking and creating new businesses, starting things. I'm a, I'm a if anybody knows the Wealth Dynamics uh, platform and, and uh, a model, then I'm a, I'm a, uh, 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 a dynamo uh, character, um, a creator mechanic. Um, and so I start things and drive things forward. I, um, uh, and that's how I, that's how I am tuned in. I, it's vital for me to understand that I need people that can, um, w- uh, work on everything behind me and not necessarily pick up the pieces, but, uh, uh, put them in order. I, 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 I like order. I need order and I need systems and an organization, but I, I usually work with people to help me put that together because they're better at doing it than I am. So it's important to recognize what you're good at and what you're not good at. And, and if you're building a team, build a team that has the different types of characters in it. And they're the best working teams. Um, so I do have a team. I like a small, uh, team that is, that works well. Um, the only thing I, I can train, I'll train any of them up. I want them in, I want them to be the right type of person to fit a team. So the whole of the team is, is working in all the areas that we need, uh, a functioning, you know, someone to go out and get the, the, the deals, someone to do the numbers, someone to, to, to organize things and do the, the admin. Um, but at the same time, uh, uh I just want them to be, uh, put, have the right attitude and then I've got enough there to work with. Um, what I do is I love, still love getting the deals. I still love working it out. I'm a bit of a, I am a bit of a spreadsheet geek as well. So I, 
I like analyzing it. I, I spend a lot of time looking at deals for other people, uh, some of my mentees and, and helping them and assessing whether it's a deal or not a deal. Um, so I spend a lot of time doing that. I like doing that. Um, and I like, um, making sure that the, I go into sometimes, sometimes it's a case of going into the detail, making sure the business is working well, coming back out and what, uh, having a helicopter look at the, the, the business and what we're doing and making sure that the strategy is right. We're going in the right direction. So I, I like doing that. Um, I'm, I'm, I like to be hands on as well, as well, but, uh, but I recognize when others are far better at doing things than I am. Mm, and I think that's, that's an important skill that not all entrepreneurs and business owners have because we kind of want to do everything and, oh, if we're not good at it, oh, we'll get better. When actually we could just get someone else to do it who's better than us. It, it, that's true, but it's difficult. It's easy for me to say that right now, but don't forget, I, I did, when I came out of corporate world and started back as a, uh, and, and, and decided to do investing as a full time, I was, I was started on my own. So you do everything and there's a period of time where you do everything. So I don't want to come off as sound as if, oh, you know, someone's in that position and go out and buy in resource because that costs money and you have to look at your pennies and you have to manage your business, uh, in a, in a fit and proper way and, and understand what you can and can't afford. So you do go through these phases. You go. So I have been into doing absolutely everything, but there is a point when you get to, where you can't do anymore. You physically can't do anymore because of the time and, and you're doing it. And, and this is why you've got to get your early, your early buys and your early investments good, good ones. They've got to start kicking in some income. They've got to then support you and, and, and allow you then to leverage and to grow the business if that's what someone's looking to do. Um, or you just stay in employment and, and just do it as, as a sideline and, and anything you get is a bonus. But if someone out there is genuinely looking to make the difference, it's not just a case of, you know, do a course uh, uh, for a couple of weeks and then, you you know, in three months you're going to be financially free. It's not going to happen like that. And anybody that tells you that is wrong. Um, you have to think about it and you have to go through that pain. You have to put the time and effort in. Really, I mean, I'm, I get obsessed. When I say time and effort, I mean, if you really want to achieve something in life, you have to be – you know, so dedicated and so, so obsessed with, with being successful, you've got to do it. But at the same time, you recognize, at the same time, it's healthy to recognize when you need help and assistance and when somebody else can do it better. So there's a, there'll be a time when you, you'll know when you get there, but you, but, but the, the point is recognize it and do something about it. Your, your profit, profit line might get hit for a period of time, but you, you're crossing over to that period where you're then functioning from an individual to a small team. And then you're back in, you can then freeze you up to do more added value tasks that will help the business. So it's an important time to, to recognize, to recognize it. But, uh, and it, so that's, that's my best answer. If that's, if that makes it all, if that all makes sense. Um, but I don't want to, you know, when I say obsessed, I mean obsessed. Um, you've got to be totally dedicated to your to your goals. Mm. And that leads me quite nicely to my question, which is, you know, for people who are starting out or thinking of starting out, it's easy to, you know, do what you just said there and have that, oh, yeah, you know, weekend course. And then, yeah, we're on it. How, like, how, I guess what I'm trying to say is how hard is property at the beginning and, like, how much hustle or hard work has to go into it 
to get the results that we're all promised. Does that make sense? The question? Uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's it, it takes a lot of hard work, and um, what you're doing at the beginning is you're clamouring for you're clamouring for information and, and and education. I mean, I did it the other way. I took longer, learned the hard way. And I never did any property training for for years and years and years. Um, I, I, I then, when I did do it, I thought, oh yeah, yeah, I did learn that the hard way. I learned that, and I learned that, and I learned that. But so you can do that. There is more opportunity to educate uh, people uh, now. Um, but that's that's because you new new people or new investors often just have that fog of, and they they lack confidence in in being able to. To do something because they, they, they hear it and they've not seen it and done it and they've not got the numbers coming through and they've not, you know, they've not put it on a spreadsheet and then delivered it in reality. Um, uh, and once you start doing that, uh, and then reassessing, right, you know, was the actual similar to my, my budgeted numbers? And, and if they weren't, why weren't they? And what did I do wrong? And what could I do better? Um, um, then, then they won't, they won't get it, but you've got, so it's a, it's coupled with, Education, but also hard work, um, uh, and, and doing and putting those two two things together. Um, I, I I do I talk to some people sometimes, and I mean let's talk about direct to vendor. Direct to vendors, people talk about letters and and doing these campaigns, and and I I do cross I do come across people, and they they want it, they want all the prize, they want. The, 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 uh, wealth, they want to be financially free, they, they, they want all this. Then you start breaking down, okay, well, this is how you do it. This is what you do. This is how you do it. You know, sometimes you see it in their eyes thinking, yeah, is it not an easier way? Or yeah, is that, can I not do that and just do that? And, and I do come across people like that sometimes and, and, uh, so they, they don't really want to put in the graft and the hard work and the and the learning. They want to just have it almost given, um, and it doesn't quite work like that. Mm. I agree, and I think it's important for people to to hear that and for us to have this conversation, and for people to hear it from someone as experienced as you are and someone as new as me and and everyone else. So it's like actually, yeah, it does take time, it does take hard work and stress and endless problems and challenges. But you know, you, you come out the other end probably a lot better off if everything goes to plan sort of um yeah you, you do i spend but it's also there's a lot of things that people could get wrong i i, I spend more time so let's just say you don't do your own direct vendors and you go steal sources and, and and things like that and i'm not saying all deal sources are, are poor but i spend more time dissecting deal sourcing numbers and and proving that they are they are they are not a deal at all in any shape or form than I do um, to, to do saying yeah that is a deal and the, so I spend more time protecting people than than than, or, than often the case which is often the case just because um, they the new person doesn't realize what the errors is in the numbers they don't realize what's been either manipulated or or enhanced or 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 or, or, or changed um, and um, and 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 they see that because that's the easiest, quickest route where someone presents something to them. But it's also the most dangerous route, in my opinion. Mm, I agree. I think there's lots of 
I think anything that has a low barrier to entry, recruitment, uh, estate agents, personal trainers, etc., is always going to have maybe a higher percentage of like people who are not so good at it. And I think deal sourcing is the same. I yeah, I totally agree with having to dissect those and um, yeah, the, the trust that people put on them because they're a deal sourcer by title is is dangerous, like you just said. So. Earlier on, you mentioned like the, the changes in technology and apps since you know you kind of first started. Are there any apps or technologies that you really, really love that you just can't live without that you would recommend that the listeners use or, or look at? Oh, I use loads. Uh, I do. Um, so I'm a very productive person. I, I, it's very important to me to be a productive. I married two kids. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm marathon running most weekends, uh, half marathon most weekends. I'm, uh, I'm always training. Um, uh, so I fit, I have to fit that into my life and run the businesses as well. Um, so I have to be productive. So I have, I use a software called OmniFocus. Um, it's, it's in essence a, um, to do list manager. Um, it's, it's paid for. There are cheaper versions or cheaper options out there. Um, I, it's, it's for me, it's a, it's number one. It's my second brain. It is. And so it captures everything I need to do in one soft piece of piece of software. I store it in projects. I also store it. It allows you to tag things. So I store, I have tags like high value tasks. I have tags like, um, calls to make. I have tasks. I have loads of tasks. I, I, I have tasks that other people are doing where I'm leveraging tasks that other people are doing. And that's, that's, that's on me on open every day, all the time. Um, and that, so that allows, cause you can't keep everything you need to do in your brain. And I can't, I don't want to because I want my brain to be creative and thinking and, and doing this strategic, uh, uh, stuff. I also want to sleep at night and I can only sleep at night knowing full well that I've boxed off that day and I've got everything done and I've got the next day planned and the next week planned and I work on three month cycles. So I have goals set for three months, all of which I can do uh, in that. So for me, that's, that's someone wants to be productive and 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 manage multiple things something like omnifocus there's i think there's to do with all i think they changed the name recently but there's free ones but i pay it's not a lot i think it's about 60 pound a year but i so i use omnifocus um i also use asana um for the team so i can i can i put together a document this morning for someone to do some creative stuff on so i've wrote the narrative i've dropped the pictures in and that's gone off to somebody now to piece it all together and to put the document together. It's my uh, anybody who goes onto my website and clicks in becomes part of a, my community, and I give out a monthly report uh, every month, and and I, I keep them informed of what I'm doing and and tips and things like that. So so I I, I put that together. So I've just done um, February's monthly report, and that's that's flows off flies off. I do my bit, someone else does the other bit, and then it'll go out on Monday. So, so Asana allows me to do that and manage tasks for other people. So I've got my own task manager, but then I'm, I'm managing other people's tasks. And a, a lot of my uh, people, you know, no one, we have part-time people. We have people, uh, uh, who are in this country and people are not in this country. So you, 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 you're working in that modern environment where you, you're working with people who aren't necessarily next to you all the time. And then 
I use I use I use there's quite a few property management software for, uh, programs out there. I use uh, two. I use Arthur and I use GoTenant. Um, so I use those both for um, managing my properties and um, and managing tenants. Uh, so I use those three mainly. I also use LACRM, which is a CRM program for deals, uh, managing deals, progressing potential deals, uh, communicating with with uh, with um, vendors. So I use that as well. So I quite use I use quite a lot, to be honest. Hmm. That is a very comprehensive list. Very very useful for the listeners. So Nick, what is what's in the pipeline for you? What is twenty twenty going to bring? 2020 is bringing, we've got two new HMOs um, bought uh, going through um, uh, design uh, uh, and uh, we're just setting up schedule of works and 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 just about to start uh, the building process on two of them. So we're going to do two at the same time. Um, I have uh, uh, a number of uh, more, dev- I, what I'm looking at at the moment is some some more developments. We've got a we've got a opportunity to build six six HMOs, so some new build stuff. Which I have done some new build stuff before, so we've got an opportunity there and a few other uh, other opportunities. We've got quite a few opportunities that we're we're potentially looking at. I've got something in league, two things in legals at the moment as well. Um, that uh, are they're not HMOs, but they're the the uh, flats, so buildings that can uh, will develop into flats, um, all income generating uh, uh, properties. Um, so we got quite a lot going on in terms of um, bringing things in. We have so we have investors want, want want opportunities. So it's when you when you run in this type of business, you have opportunities coming in, and you have investors that that and yourself to. To uh, to invest in, so they're the two ends of the. Sometimes you have more investors and deals. Sometimes you have more deals and investors. So it's keeping that balance. It is so, um, and then just getting better. We're, we're in a period of time when you're in business. You often you you go for it for a period of time, and then you systemize and settle and make sure everything's working properly, and then you go for it, and then so it's not a you know you you, re- you have to recognize when there's a time to just put the foot on the football and make sure everything's working all right. Training, making sure things are working, making sure you've systemized everything, um, and then you go again. So um, the, the, we go through periods of time uh, to do those those things. At the moment, we're just in a, uh, a period of just standardizing a few things, and then we'll go again. Mm, amazing. Uh, and if people want to get a hold of you to continue this conversation or learn more about what you do, what should they do? Well, I have a website, um, saltboxliving.co.uk. On there, there's there's pictures of some of the projects we've done. There, are, there's a link to um, uh, a potential investor link. There is also a link to my mentoring that I do. Um, so people can get in, in uh, and get and also just link in and get into part of the community so we feed we feed a lot of more detail out to those people and and uh, and give a lot more detail out um so there's that I also on facebook instagram um linkedin um 
assault, either salt box living or, uh, or just as Nick Smith, you'll find me as both. Amazing. And actually, one thing I forgot to mention is you were a finalist. Was it for the for the Property Investor of the Year award? Yeah. So yeah, it was this year. This year. Yeah, that's where you said you 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 saw me. Yeah, I got. I was yeah top five finalist uh, uh, for Yeah, for the for the. I think it was the the big one. It was the Property Investor of the Year. Sadly, I didn't win it, but it was a good do. <laughs> yeah, I mean to get. To be sort of five out of the endless number of property investors that are in the UK is that's pretty awesome. What what did that mean to you? I, I, you know you know what you know what um, a lot of things I do I do for you, well you what do you do you do it for yourself to make to make you feel proud of yourself uh, um, and also your wife and your children and the people you care about. So you know in in essence that's that's the main main thing. But it, but you, but I do put time and effort in. I do work very hard, and it, you know it was nice. It was nice, genuinely, genuinely nice to to um, to 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 get that pat on the back, um, and uh, it just gives you the gives you the more impetus and more drive to to, to keep going and, and doing doing what you do. A lot of things you do is your own due to your own values and your own your own beliefs. But it's nice when other people um, recognise that, um, and I, yeah, I was I was really chuffed. I was proper chuffed. Proper, is in Yorkshire we would say I'll be proper chuffed. I was proper chuffed. Proper chuffed. Proper chuffed. <laughs> Love it, Nick. Thank you so much for coming on the TED Talks podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. It's been uh, it's been a good experience, and um, and um, uh, I, I've listened to I'm I'm a I'm a massive uh, podcast listener. And uh, book reader, you know, I don't go in the car without having an audio book in. I run miles and miles and miles, and every single time I don't listen to music, I have podcasts, so I have books, audio books going on. And you never ever uh, stop learning, and uh, I, I just, I just, I just, I'm like a sponge for anything or everything that I either don't know or not experienced. So, um, I love, I love what you've been doing. They're great, and. Um, and uh, hopefully people will get some benefit from it. I know they will. Thank you so much, Nick. No worries. Thank you. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.